On this episode of Be Louder, Devin, Angela, and I talk about all the buzz with Illinois' upcoming school board elections and chat with Melissa about her candidacy for Brimfield School Board. And then we have a pretty candid conversation about the importance of parents having a voice in their children's educational outcomes. Then stick around for the show's second half for a roundtable discussion about the historical change coming to Chicago School Board that will probably shock you. You don't want to miss it, so tune in. Hello, welcome to the Blotter from the Bottom Up podcast. I'm your host, Latasha Fields, and here with me is, that was going to be our joke, um, <laughs> but, um, well, now everybody may be wondering. We were, okay, this has nothing to do with the podcast, but uh, we were on uh, my dearest sister in Christ show, Catherine, a few weeks back on the radio show in Gurney, and so we were talking about education, you know, that's our favorite subject, right? And so this guy, this gentleman calls in and he was like, oh, nut jobs you got on this show. <laughs> so we're, we're, what we're saying is that's our new name, the three nut jobs. Right here. Right. So Angela nut job one, Devin nut job two, right? Um, so most of you know Angela and Devin, they, they are dear to my heart. I love them so much. Amen. Um, and so Angela, I'm going to let her share a tad bit of who she is. Uh, and then Devin, we all we all know smart Devin. <laughs> um, so so um, yeah. I'm a fellow homeschooling mom, and I have jumped in this um, this campaign to be a parental rights advocate. You know, I'm just so interested now in you know helping parents uh, take up the, take back their authority and fight for their children. Um, so that's that's really why I'm in this, and I'm, I'm so glad to be here with my sister Tasha and my brother. I call Devin my little brother. <laughs> I'm so proud of both of them. Um, so we're just here, and we want to hear real talk. We want to have real conversations about issues that are affecting us all. Yeah, absolutely. We got to be loud, you guys, right? All right, Devin? Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, of course, I'm Devin Jones. Um, I am lifelong resident of Chicago, military veteran. I was in the United States Navy uh, as a master at arms. So that was a long, I have a law enforcement anti-terrorism background. Um, I was also a sexual assault victim advocate in the military uh, for people who don't know that. Uh, former Catholic school teacher, former radio show host. Um, what else? What else? Do I, <laughs> you know, I run the Southside Republicans. Mm-hmm which is um, the Ida B. Wells, uh, Booker T. Washington, uh, George Washington Carver, Frederick Douglass Republican organization of, of you know, the South Side of Chicago. So, uh, you know, our goal is to build upon um, our Christian heritage and our Christian values uh, and to, to put that those things into policy. We, you know, of course, as, as we go around, we try to change people's hearts which should change people's voting habits. It should change the the type of culture that they consume and different things like that. So the Southside Republicans takes the political aspect of of what we already do in our lives um, and pushes that forward. So I'm I'm definitely blessed to to be here. Yes. Being louder. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those of you that know us, we're really loud. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we do have some uh, friends joining us uh, on the live. Hey, Julia, I have to give a shout out to our sister in Christ, hey, Julia, Julia, all the way in Florida. She left us, but that's okay, right? So hey, Julia. Uh, so we're excited 
uh, about what God is doing in our lives. We're excited to to be a voice for what's yeah. happening. Um, and, and, and real quickly, it, it's called Be Louder from the Bottom Up. Uh, because God was dealing with, with all of us. You know, he's always dealing with us, but some time back. And, and be loud is a synonym to being more bolder about what is happening in society. Um, and the bottom up is us, you know, because a lot of times we're listening to the top down or we want to change things from the top down. But what God has been dealing with us with, that things have to be changed from the bottom, right? Yes. Because the foundation mm-hmm. has to be sure. And that's us. And so that's why it's be louder from the bottom up. And so because we are those that when it comes to the political discourse, we we vote, we elect these people. And then the, the bigger picture in terms of political constitutional, we do have a constitution that says we the people. For now. Right. For now. <laughs> as of today. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's, it's a very critical thing. Uh, accountability is a part of why Be Louder from the Bottom Up is going forth. We all have to be accountable to what's happening. Because a lot of times we see the things that are happening, again, especially in the mobility of our lives concerning politics. And we all get very eerie at this over, but we're accountable for what is happening. These people would not have the space to a certain extent to do what they do without our consent to these things. Whether we go in and actually vote or don't vote. So, again, we have to be more bolder, more louder for what's happening in society, especially when it comes to our children. Um, So that's what this is all about. And so um, we're going to be discussing our faith, real talk, as Angela said, Uh God dealt with her the other day, real talk, right? Uncensored, Mm -hmm. uncut. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be muzzled and compromised concerning our faith. We believe in Jesus Christ, literally, biblically. And we're going to we're going to infuse him into our conversation. We're going to weigh everything against the things of God. Right. Because he is our sure foundation. Uh, Again, we're going to be talking about things happening in society and culture. And definitely politics, because what I've learned over these many years that a lot of times the church have taught us to uh, push politics out of our life or the spirituality of who we are uh, does not blend or the separation of church and state. But we beg to differ, right, because a lot of these things that are happening are weapons from the enemy and they are destroying our lives. So we can no longer turn a blind eye or deaf ear to the things that are happening. So. We want to be louder about these things, right? We want to talk about what's happening in the education, what's happening in government, what's happening just in our everyday lives. And again, I can't stress enough, what's happening to our children in education all over this country is absolutely repulsive, the things that we're seeing happening. So without further ado, we're going to get into uh, what we know be our first podcast. I'm excited, right? And so uh, you guys can definitely continue to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, we're, we're streaming live on YouTube right now as well. We're streaming live on Instagram as well. And then uh, you can definitely, please definitely follow us on Apple and Spotify. So all these things are, are new for us, but we're excited for this new adventure uh, that God has taken us on. And so we believe there there is an audience for us and we want to get your feedback. We want to get your comments, your questions, and definitely join the conversation. So uh, with us is another one of our dear sisters in Christ. All right, and all of us are part of, of, of Team Illinois, an organization that got birthed in all of us after we came off the uh, governor's campaign. Uh, and so we are a team, right? We are we are one. And so Melissa Cable uh, is with us, and Melissa is running for Brenham uh, School Board in Peoria, Illinois. And so we're going to welcome Melissa to the show. Uh, see where our sister is. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hey. 
Hey, Latasha. <laughs> How are you? I am so good. I'm really good. I'm yeah, glad to see you guys. I'm, I, I, miss, I miss you guys. Oh, <laughs> we miss so much time you. together on another cane. And I know you tell me that I'm like South Chicago down here in Peoria, but that's really yes. But I'm, I'm, I miss you guys so much. Yeah, we miss you too. Uh, thank God for technology, right? Amen. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So Melissa is doing great things in Peoria, Illinois. Uh, and again, she's a candidate for Brimfield School Board. Uh, so Melissa, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and your interest in wanting to run as a candidate for uh, Brimfield School Board. All right, so I'm going to fast forward from the day I was born up until about three years ago. Okay. And I've, <laughs> I've seen with bring with different statewide candidates what's going on with a lot of the school boards in the state of Illinois. And it's not what really what any parent wants, regardless, everybody wants to take sides that, you know, right, left, or whatever. It's not, not even that. It's about what what you want as a parent for your child. And I've seen it happening in different different uh, school districts. And yes, I'm in the Peoria County. I'm not in Peoria School District. I'm in the Brimfield School District, which is just west of Peoria, Peoria District. And even in my little tiny district that I'm in, things are starting to kind of come in that parents are not happy with. And I've watched it happen throughout the but it's even happening in these little bitty districts that it's almost like the school feels that they know better for your child than what a parent does. And that, and that's, you, you know, best for your child. I, I don't think any parent would, would step in and say, no, I don't know what's best for my child. Every parent knows what's best for their child because you know, your child. Yeah, and I've been what, yes, I've been watching this happen. And regardless, again, regardless of which side you want to take in whatever, you know what's best for your child and the school i think i believe that the school should stick to academics the reading writing arithmetic science computers and history and teach that yes. and i'm watching a lot of these school districts bring out into these other areas that i believe should be left to the parents to to educate their children on and so since I, I've watched that happen, I, I've had a lot of people, I've had a lot of people, people look at me kind of size when I tell them that I don't have children, but yet I'm running for the school board. Well, number one, majority of everybody, of my taxes are going to pay for this, for the school. So I have, I have, a, I have an, I have a financial interest in that. Number one, number two, first and foremost, is that I, I watched this happen. And I know parents aren't okay with it and I'm not okay with it and the things that are being taught. And I want to stand up and be there for the parents because I've, I've heard from a lot of parents and even the parents that have asked me to run, we have kids in the school district, but they're afraid that because they may stand up or say something at a board meeting that maybe some of the teachers or the superintendent or the principals don't like that their kid would have a, target our back at school. I don't have to worry about that. There's people that have told me I'm a business owner in the district. I, I'm afraid of my uh, business having some issues if parents don't like way. 
or if there's a conflict of what, what my vote is on the school board. My business is not in the district. So I believe that because I know what's going on, I think to lose, I'm the one to stand up for these kids and for their parents and for the families. Yeah, yeah awesome. You, you hit on a lot of things, Melissa. You even hit on my next question, some of your reasons, but I, I think you've already answered uh, your reasons uh, for wanting a position on, on the board. And and I believe you, with what you've stated resonates with all of us, you know, because uh, just like Devin doesn't have any kids, uh, Angela and I, our children, we're homeschoolers. But yet we all care, you know, yet we mm -hmm. all are invested into uh, what is happening to these children, these families, you know, and for me, it goes beyond tax dollars, right? Uh, yeah, that's just that's just what we can see tangibly, if you will. But it's a heart issue, man. We really care about what is yeah. happening to these children. We really care about the innocence of these kids, you know, um, mm -hmm. and that's what we, we and all and besides, these, and besides even the children. It's, it's always said children are the future. Well, these kids are our future. And, yes. and are we okay with the path that, that they're taking at this point? So um, Melissa, I, I had a question. Um, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but the, are there any unique issues that you may want to maybe want to focus on, you know, where you are, you know, as opposed to where we are in Chicago? Is it maybe some of the same things? That are going on it's all it's all the same things it's all the, and one of one of the things that i'm running on is transparency because i feel like parents all of a sudden they look over at something that the kid their their kids are doing and they're like, whoa what are, what is my child watching what is my child learning what's my child reading and i've been going to board meetings and that that was the thing at the last boarding meeting was some of these passages that they, these kids were reading the parents were like, well, my, my eight-year-old is not okay. Should some of the things that they're putting in some of these books. And not that it would be inappropriate for an adult to read, or maybe it would be, but that's the parental, that's, that's an adult's choice. But that should also be a parental choice on what their children are reading. And when things are questionable, and especially in a ling English language arts class, I think you could find something else than something that's questionable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are there um, specific officials, maybe? So, like, in reference to the, the some <laughs> of the things that's going on in the school, are there specific people that you would want to see? Maybe I might be asking the wrong question, and, and this is going to completely get you in trouble. But like a principal or <laughs> Superintendent, or are there people that need to be replaced, um, or that you feel need to be replaced? Because we could change curriculum all day. You know, these principals, these some of these administrators, sometimes teachers, will still find a way to put their stamp on whatever's going on. Is that something that you would want to look into as a um, as a member of the school board? Uh, as far as financials, are you going to want to look into like a forensic audit or something like that to see where they're spending their money? Are there things like that that you're looking? Is there something of that nature that you kind of want to change or champion on the school board? Well, first and foremost, I don't believe that anybody is out to harm children mm -hmm. or, or that's, that's their belief. I don't believe that there's anybody that says 
that wakes up in the morning and says, I want to harm children. Yeah. Right. So I believe everybody may be doing things because of the personal reasons and they believe that it's okay. But I'm, I, I want everyone to look at it from the opposite side, from the opposite side. I keep talking about sides, but when it really comes down to it, there are sides. And I would like for uh, the, the pendulum. And if there's somebody with strong values over here, teaching everyone's children, eventually that pendulum's going to swing over here. And are these people that were over here okay with these people teaching their kids something that they may not agree with? So, so, so like I said, it's not that um, I believe anybody's about to harm harm children but i would like everybody to learn from both sides or all sides and as far as the financials one thing that i'm running on also is transparency and that's something that's that's going on in my school district of there's questions on there was some money coming through from covid and most schools got some sort of financial kickback, if you will, from from COVID. And a lot of that, there needs to be transparency with that. And I know a lot of parents are struggling trying to understand that. And that's something that really needs to be looked into. Because that's what I'm finding with, it keeps coming up at every school board meeting, there's a parent in, in, in the audience that says, hey, what about, what about the financials? And it seems like it's a very broad answer. And then we switch to the next topic. Mm. And in some of the other districts, there is an itemization of where this money went. And my understand my understanding is some of that money went to summer school. Mm. My understanding is they didn't have summer school. So the money that went to summer school, <laughs> I said wow. what I said. So, wow. so this money that was supposed to go to summer school and summer school was, there was no school. Where's that money? So teachers and, and, and different things like that for summer school, support staff, a janitor, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then just nothing. And there were supposed to be the bonuses. Money the money was spent. Well, obviously, if it if it went there, right? Wow. wow. The the money went somewhere, or the money the money is somewhere, but not is it is it is is it in the pockets of the teachers who didn't teach summer school? I don't know. Is it in the pockets of the person who got the money in the first place that was supposed to allocate it? I don't know. Parents don't know that either. So, so Melissa, it's part of your job, and, and hopefully you have other people standing with you, is to expose, you know, these issues and to bring these issues to the forefront um, and, you know, figure what's going on here. You know, that's what you got to mm-hmm. figure out. And I'm, I'm so glad, you you know, you've taken up this mantle um, to do that. Um, so thank you. Yeah, yeah it's, so, it's, it's all the things that, and the more I talk to people, the more I'm finding the questions that need that need answers. Yeah. 
-hmm. And like I said, that's that's one of my things that I'm running on is transparency. What are the answers? Right. And I I want to believe that that money came in and that money went somewhere that it should have went. I don't know. I don't want to believe that it didn't go somewhere that it shouldn't have. But tell me where it went. Yeah. Maybe it was mismanaged, mismanaged. not on purpose. Hey. Yeah, I, I I don't know, but but show me show me where. Well, look, yeah. Yeah. I don't care yeah. if it was on purpose or not. This is taxpayers' money. This yeah. is people's home equity value. Yeah. It's sales tax yeah. money. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Then you better find it and get it back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we, I'm sorry. I just show us. Just show us. I don't want to believe that something inappropriate happened. Yeah. So show yeah. me. And when we look well, at surrounding districts, they've got the immunization. We don't. Why? If they were in summer school and or they they allocated money to summer school and there was no summer school, mm -hmm. it's bad. Yeah, that's I corruption. mean, that is yeah. just corruption yeah. and mismanagement. Yeah. And y'all, yeah. you all as taxpayers need your money back. That's yeah. just it. That's it. Then they better give a, a full rebate on whatever that was yeah. for everybody's taxes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you yeah. can't, oops, I mismanaged my money. I'm not paying my property tax to the school system this year. You no. know, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they're going to get your Exactly. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we know that a lot of these things that are happening, you know, Corruption is 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 normally the core of these things, which is which is very you know disheartening to say the least. Because even in the situation that Melissa just explained, who suffers in the end? The kids, right? Mm -hmm. And so these babies were supposed to have summer school, mm -hmm. and they didn't. But yet the the money from taxpayers out of Peoria paid into yep. this, and they did not reap what they paid for. They did not get the harvest of what they. That in itself needs to be dealt with. So we thank God that we got Melissa on board. Melissa go get to the bottom of it, right? And I'm pretty sure many like Melissa in, in that community, in that area, are, are not pleased with what's happening. But we can take a situation that's happening in Grenfell, uh, where Melissa is, and we can see it happening all over the state of Illinois, mm -hmm. and even in other states as well. So again, we have to be louder about these things, right? Yeah. We have right. to expose these things, you know? without fear, right? We have to tell what's happening because at the end of the day, that's our money, you know? And so people are working hard uh, to provide for their families and we understand our uh, uh, economic system and people, you know, well, maybe used to willingly support public education, but that's, that's just a system that up, up until today we can't control that money will be taken out of our tax dollars to pay for that system. And so we as taxpayers deserve to know where those funding are yeah. going, right? Where where those dollars are being spent. And so Melissa, right. uh, I got one. No, no, yeah, for, absolutely. Uh, it, are the teachers unionized there, or what? Do you know? My understanding is some are, some are not. Oh, some are, some are. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and so Julie is saying exactly they need to be audited. Absolutely. And, and hi, June and Pamela. I like to acknowledge those that are listening. Thank you for your support always. God bless you guys. Um, so you, those of you that are tuning in, I know we have some tuning in from Facebook, from uh, YouTube, and I think we may be on LinkedIn. <laughs> so if you guys have any questions or comments that you want to ask or share, please feel free to type them in the chat. Um, this is uh, what we like to call a roundtable discussion or some things because th these are... Unfortunately, these are not unique.
conversations. This is just happening, right? These are things that are just happening. And many are talking about these things. So we're not unique to this issue, right? Many are sounding the alarm concerning what's happening to these babies all over the country. And I, I just give much love to all those that are fighting for real five fundamental rights as parents, whether you are homeschooling or whether you have children in public school or private school. You know, parents, more parents need to step, step up to the plate and fight for their God-given rights. Because at the end of the day, those are your children, right? No one has a right to indoctrinate your kids, right? No one has a right to socially or sexually indoctrinate your kids. There is an expectation when we uh, send our children to public or private school and that expectation is for, to, for them to come out with academic success, not to be inundated with all the social norms of society, right? Mm -hmm. And so that, that's what we're talking about. Uh, parents having a voice, you know, because they're your children, you know, and then when your voice has to be applied to voting, your voice and voting are synonyms to each other, right? That's a powerful thing. And we need to exercise our vote more. We need to be more informed about who we're voting for and where these people stand. And like yeah. Melissa said, we don't really think no one is on purposely trying to hurt kids. But mm -hmm. what they have to understand, the, the legislation and the policies and the curriculums that they're putting forth are destroying children's innocence. Mm -hmm. And they're not your kids. Hear me. They're not your kids for you to usurp the type of authority that you are. So parents, I encourage you, take back your authority. Take back the authority over your children's soul. Right. Not just their academics, because what we know and what we're seeing, the academics is the weapon, it's the tool that the enemy is using to ultimately steal your baby's soul. Because the things that we're going to talk about later in this podcast has nothing to do with them being successful in this life. It has nothing to do with ABCs or one, two, threes. Right. And so we, we got to just continue again to sound the alarm on these things so that we can protect our children. Right. And, and protect our families and our neighbors and our communities. And again, we're fighting, not just for our kids. We're fighting for your kids as well because we love you. That's what the word of God says, to love thy neighbor as thyself. And so I love your children, your family, like they're my own, right? And that's the way, that's the only way we're going to change this thing. We got to come together in unity. We got to come together like a force to be reckoned with and say, you got to get your hands off these kids. Yes. You know, you what? know? Yeah, on that note, I want to say, I mean, you guys are making the point that most people are not out to harm children, right? But let's just dig a little deeper. Somebody is pushing these policies. There's someone behind the scenes that's presenting these toxic things. So there's somebody that wants to harm children. It may not be your teachers. It may not be your everyday people on the bottom. But somebody is behind the scenes pushing these things. So we do have to get to the root of that as well and know that there is something nefarious going on. It may not be coming from our teachers or parents, you know, maybe not even the school board, but it's coming from somewhere and it has wiggled itself into our policies, you know, and it's hurting our students. I think, you know, I think there are people who are out there to, to maybe not hurt kids, but use all of us. Right. Mm, yeah. I think there that that there is a a you want to call it a religion, a political a ideology enemy. that mm -hmm. that is has set itself up in order to to be very utilitarian with with individuals. Yeah. So the goal in creating these, you know, and as we go yeah. through this this episode of the podcast, the goal is to turn these people into 
um, to tools for whatever the, the, the new state or, or their version of, of the state is to be. So, so the sexual indoctrination is to make people into their type of sexual tool. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the ideological indoctrination is to make people, even the idea that school is from this time to this time was always because you work from this time to this time. Yeah. You go to an assembly line or a coal mine or a farm or whatever during this period of time. So it's always been in the public school system. That's a, again, that's the state. Right, the public school system is not parents, so they, their ideology in the public school system has always to been to, to make a tool of the state. Um, and that comes from the Communist Manifesto, you know, y'all check it out for yourselves. Another podcast, I'm not, yeah, I'm not <laughs> lying to you, but, but that's where that, that state educational yes. thing comes from. That's not where schools come from, you know, schools were an extension of. The, the body of Christ, the, yes, the family, the family, you know, and the yes. yes. So, so yeah. Now it's become this. Well, what does the government need, and that's what we're going to create. So, and to me, maybe you didn't mean it to be nefarious, or but that's the that's that's the that's the manifestation. So, so we're talking about when Melissa says that she doesn't believe that most are trying to harm you. We're talking about the low level too. Right. Yeah. 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 But like. Yeah. We know there's some nefarious people on the top. Number one being Satan. Come on, let's just call it what it is. And so a lot are are deceived and being deceived, ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth of what's happening. Right. So even the people that are pushing these things, they are being deceived to thinking they're doing something right. And that they are helping a certain sector of people, right? And so at the end of it, they are destroying again other people's children even even the, the fact that you pushing these agendas yeah. that's part of the human manifesto that's part of marx's ideology and yeah. all these different things that are happening at the end of the day you're destroying children's innocence yeah. yes. but yet that's the goal right that's mm-hmm. the goal of these people that's on the top oh that's another podcast you got so we're going to get well, but, right. Well, but but that's what's happening in, in, in the school system is it's the curriculum. Yeah, it's not it's not the it's not the parents, the teachers, the boards, the principal, the superintendent. It's the curriculum. Mm. And that, that was the last thing. That was the thing at the last school board meeting was some of these passages that these kids were supposed to read at this really tender age. And they're supposed to be reading these passages that are would probably be if, if, if it was in a movie, it'd probably be in an R-rated movie. Mm, and yeah. they're, supposed to, they're supposed to read these passages and say them out loud three to five times a day, read them to each other and discuss them for a week. And, 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 and most people would not think these, these things are not appropriate for children. And they're saying, well, but yeah, but it's by a, you know, award-winning author. Well, there's that doesn't make it okay and so so again it's not coming from anybody it's coming from the curriculum that's chosen which i know some people have said i shouldn't throw people under the bus like this but there is a curriculum committee on the school board the curriculum committee okayed this curriculum the board voted to accept this curriculum. 
Well, what's the problem? Yeah. Is that I, I feel like nobody looked at the curriculum. They said, oh, well, this is a curriculum that the next district used. So, it, so if it's good for them, it must be good for us. Let's let's vote it in. Now, this is you the- know, I, I want to say, did, did anybody look at this curriculum, read this curriculum, and know what's going on? And I feel like the answer is no. This is the elementary school district, right? You all have a high school district that's separate. Is that how it works out there? Or are you all? Uh, the, like no, there is, there's one district, and there's one grade school and one high school in it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's so it's tiny. There's less than 700 enrolled from K through 12. Okay. So we we didn't talk about a good chunk in in this first half. Um, so Melissa, tell us what is the current status of your campaign in terms of how Grim feel? Like when are you turning in your signatures? I have you guys already turned in your signatures. Like what are your future plans or your strategy from now until until election time? Well, <laughs> petitions can be turned in as early as 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, okay. and it is 5 p.m. on the 19th, so mm-hmm. we've got a week of turn-in, and I've been out there talking with parents and getting signatures from my petitions, and in case anyone that's not that's listening doesn't know, in order for anyone's name to be on any ballot, they have to get signatures on a petition. So mm-hmm. I've been collecting signatures on my petition that I will turn in. And as long as my petitions got the mustard, then they are uh, accepted. My name will be on the ballot. Okay. Awesome. So that is, so that's where I am at this point is I, I will be turning my petitions tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Again, there's, they have up till the 19th to turn them in, but I want to be first in line again. So, <laughs> going shooting for that and uh, as far as the more and more and more and more people that i talk to everybody's on board with what i have to say and even the people again i I hate to keep saying this this side and this side everybody wants what's best kids you know and nobody wants anybody teaching their kids something that they don't believe in something that they don't agree with so I don't understand why we can't just take academics back to being reading, writing, arithmetic, science, history, computers, get people to just the basics and let everything else be taught at home. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when's the election? April 4th. Okay. And that's a consolidated election. So there are other consolidated elections across the state. I know Cook County does. Y- y'all do any kind of weird things up there, but we do. Our, we we run our own state here. We- <laughs> I, I I understand that. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. As we know, Chicago is, is a horse of a different cup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Yes. Yeah, so Melissa, this has been exciting. Uh, we are very uh, blessed by you. We're in full support of what you're doing uh, in Peoria County in Brentfield and you are definitely in our prayers mm-hmm. and continue always Thank to you. let us know what we can do to support you uh, on your run. Uh, we're just so excited, so excited. So last and final question, Melissa, for you, if there's any main takeaway that you want parents um, to hear, what would you tell them and in, in any final thoughts concerning your campaign and what's happening in Peoria County and Brentfield School District? As far as any prim, any, anything, any school district, 
is you know, I've had a lot of people a lot of parents say, well, they're kind of, they're not letting people know what they do and they do things on, on the sly and they do this and this. He said, no, not really. You're just not as engaged as you need to be. Again, mm-hmm. when we were in school, you just trusted the schools, they did what they did. Our parents didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. But now you can you can go into the websites, you can find out what the curriculums are, you can research the curriculums, you can find out what your kids are going to be learning. Mm-hmm. You should go in to find out what your children are going to be learning. We're we're past the time where you can trust the school the, the school to teach what we were taught. There's yeah. always a little more and a little more, a little this coming in this way, and a little this coming in that way. It is the parents' responsibility at this point. You have to get involved. You have to get engaged. And you have to find out what because everyone teaches a certain curriculum. Yeah. Like the school, the uh, Springfield School District is teaching wit, wit and wisdom. That's the name of the curriculum. There, there are all different kinds of names for curriculums. There's a lot of different um, options that school districts have. Find out what your school district is teaching and find out what that's about. Are you on board with it or are you not on board? With it? Is it teaching things that maybe you don't agree with? Are they teaching things and why? And why are some why are why are kids being taught something that should be agreed with or not agreed with? Two plus two is four. That's what needs to be taught. You know, if you mix an acid and a base, you get, you know, I mean, that, that's what needs to be taught. Yeah. Not read this questionable passage and how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. That should be taught at home. Do that all do that all day long with your children. See how they feel about certain things. Yeah. Instill your values. Put your values into your kids. Why, why are you trusting the school to do that for you? Yeah. And I've had people tell, you know, I've, I've encouraged parents, like, go to the board meetings, see what's going on, go to the board meetings. And mm-hmm. what I've heard from several different parents are, is, oh, it's just a big bitch fest. I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, you know what? It's time to stand up and start bitching for your kids. Come on. That's <laughs> it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. Wow. That's what I got. That's, that's what I've got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. Thank you so much, Melissa. It's always uh, a blessing to speak to you, sis. Um, how can our listeners follow you and follow your campaign? Right now, I'm just on Facebook. So Facebook is uh, Melissa for Brimfield School District. Or Melissa okay. if, if you throw it on their Facebook, Melissa for Brimfield School Board, you'll find me. All right. It's M-E-L-I-S. S, yes. right? Two S's. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Two S's. So again, that's Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S, and it's Melissa for Brimfield, and that's B-R-I-M Field School Board. And again, yes. shout out to Peoria. We, we are, we're praying for Peoria County. We're praying for Brimfield County. Yes. And again, we, we thank God for Melissa, and best, 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 best for you on your campaign, and we, we just believe you're going to win, right? Mm-hmm. Of course we do, right? Yes, we know you are. <laughs> yes, so we're we So again, thank you, Melissa. And uh, we thank our listeners for tuning in with us for the first half. So we're going to get into the second half. Melissa, you you feel free to hang out with us. We're going to get into some Chicago. Chicago stuff here. I love Chicago. I love Chicago. I grew up halfway between Peoria and Chicago. And I went to Chicago. That's what I did. I love Chicago. My heart is in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago is it's a beautiful place, but I tell you, yeah, it is. it's not as beautiful though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so, so feel free to stick around, and so uh, we're, we're gonna get right on into it.
And so I will ask a question first because I didn't know this, Devin. You know, you're Mr. Lifelong Chicago. <laughs> you had to have a Mr. Mrs. Lifelong Chicago is here. Those you don't know, you know, my husband and I, we're from Louisiana. We've been here 11 years. We love the city, right? God mm -hmm. sent us here. And I love you guys, right? I love Illinois and I love Chicago, right? Um, but in terms of school board, you know, I grew up in Baton Rouge. You know, shout out to Baton Rouge and my family and friends are listening. Shout out to Louisiana. You know, duh, we grew up with a school board. Like, what the heck is going on? We grew right? up with a school board. We didn't grow up with no school board. We did. Stop. Uh, 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 it's All a right, different you did. kind of school board. Okay, sorry for those that are listening. Don't come texting and emailing and cutting up with me. All right, okay. Devin and Angela grew up with a different kind of school board. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, well, us in Louisiana, in Baton Rouge, the little country, we grew up with the normal essence of a school board, like the rest of the country, and and but not here. Mm -hmm. So what is happening here? So I, I just recently found found out this right, and so we we've all been like. You know, you know, like parents, you know, have a voice. They need to, you know, they like Melissa was saying, they need curriculum transparency, they need to be a voice for their kids, they need to fight for their kids, fight, fight, fight for their kids. And then I find out, what the heck? They don't necessarily have a voice for their kids in terms of the normal dynamics of a school board, right? Historically speaking, Chicago has never had an elected school board. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's the shock of you guys. If yeah, anybody yeah. was reading and yeah. following the yeah. podcast, waiting, everybody like, oh, stop, Tasha, we've been here. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Ever. But they've never had an elected school board. So I've lived here my whole life and never knew that. I know you knew. I, I, I didn't know. No, you didn't. I, you didn't I, know, I, yeah, no, didn't I know thought either. I knew that there was a change in the 90s. But I thought it went from an elected school board. I, I just never researched it. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was something. Okay. I knew my mother never talked about an elected school board or a school board or engaging the school board. Mm -hmm. um, I just did. I had no idea it wasn't elected. Wow. Yeah. So, Ever. so, 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 <laughs> hundred some odd years. Yeah. So that changed. <laughs> that shifted rather my pers perspective yeah. on. Wait a minute, time out. You know, because you know, we have a lot of friends here in Illinois that live in the suburbs, you know. And so they're always, you know, rallying around their school board. They're going to the school board meetings and they're fighting like crazy, right? Which mm -hmm. I applaud them for fighting like crazy for what's happening uh with their kids in the schools. And so we've been seeing a lot of these things go viral, etc., with them going to the school board meetings. Yeah. So I've had some like Tasha, you know. Why y'all not going to Chicago school? I knew we meetings. couldn't go to no meetings. I didn't know that. I knew that. <laughs> but that's I knew why you couldn't go. go yeah, yeah. So, and I'm like, I'm not going to the school board meeting. My kids are not in there. But hey, I'm encouraged the parents to go. Exactly. You know, I, exactly. I, I, I'm an advocate. I want to advocate and help parents fight. But I'm not going to the school board meeting. You know, I'm a homeschool mom. I'm not going, right? But that's just been my little perspective on that. However, the parents have not been privy to school board meetings because the parents are not involved in school board elections. So here we go. Governor Prixer signed HB 2908 into law uh, back in July 2021, mm -hmm. 
from making a shift from a current seven member board to a 21 member board with elections beginning in 2024. So, Devin, <laughs> so, okay. So even in that, it's a staggered school board. So let's just say, because we're going to get into a different perspective on Chicago having a school yeah. board. But the meat of it, we all know school boards are great, right? So Allegedly. All, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, on the surface, it, it's great to have an elected school board. So, you know, me and me, and me I've been homeschooling 16 years. So I'm glad I had to do some research about school boards and different yeah. things because I, I, I'm a school board. Me and Ron Phil, Brother Phil is a school board, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And so when you have a homeschool co-op like we do, we're the school board, right? Yeah, we're exactly. accountable to each other in terms of our curriculum, what we teach our children, et cetera. So I had to really dig in and, and not just be on the surface, if you will, of what a school board does. You know, I had to do some research. So a school board establishes the direction, the goals, the priority for a school district mm -hmm. and determines policy, budget, leadership and administration. Mm -hmm. So most know that, right? That's what a school board does. And so when we talk about Chicago and what is happening with the curriculum and with a lot of things that are happening in Chicago, parents are not involved in this process from this level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then so. I did further research and I was looking at this article from, uh, I think this is from Chunkboard. It was also saying that from 1872, I didn't make a mistake, 1872, the 1800s. When the Board of Elections was created. When the Board of oh, Elections. Board of Education, education. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not, not necessarily Board of Education, just. For Chicago. Yeah. Or whatever. whatever. Chicago Public Schools. School. They've never had an elected school board. So wow. literally, this is a historical shift for Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I, I dug a little bit further in terms of, like you said, the inceptions of school boards. So school boards, they back all the way to the 13 colonies. Yes. Right? Again, mm -hmm. to provide local citizens control over public education, representing the community and its aspirations for its local schools. So when you think about local citizens, that's parents. Mm -hmm. But parents in Chicago since 1872 have not been involved in terms of electing the people that will represent their children or represent the interest, the interest of their communities. So Chicago would transition, Chicago Board of Elections, Board of Education would transition to a hybrid board of elected and appointed members before fully transforming into an elected board by 2027. So in 2024, the mayor, the mayor will still have uh, the power to appoint 11, and then the city of Chicago will appoint, will vote for rather, not appoint, but vote for 10. Hmm. And so then that 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 staggering process will go on, but they would not have a fully elected board by the people until 20. 27. So these, these are going to be 21 districts, right? You mentioned this is by geography or do we know? We don't. I don't, I don't know. We because don't know. Lord knows what, nobody yeah. in the, you know, nobody tells mm -hmm. yeah. us anything yeah. about yeah. anything yeah. political in Chicago. Yeah. You yeah. Know. So we'll uh, that up. yeah, well, I'm glad to see Chicago finally join the rest of the country. Right? Yeah. Are we the only people that didn't we're, have an elected school board? We're not. A lot of 
a huh? lot of major cities haven't had elected school board, big cities, you know. Okay. Um, I can't remember, I don't want to say the wrong city off the top of my head, but I believe Detroit didn't have an elected school board at mm -hmm. one time or doesn't currently. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's a couple of major cities that haven't had it. Mm -hmm. uh, because of that strong mayor concept in, mm -hmm. a, in a big city. It's like, you're the state. You don't even bother. You don't like, we don't need, I shouldn't say this, but in theory, we don't need the rest of Illinois to govern ourselves mm -hmm. the way a smaller okay. jurisdiction might need an influx of state money or state support or, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So, so let me read a quote from this, uh, this article. I think it's good because it's going to pave the way for the uh, next segment of what we're going to talk about in terms of on the surface, having an elected school board is great because parents would have a more direct voice and again, in who governs or represents the interests of their children when they talk about the educational outcome. So this says, while Lightfoot had previously supported the idea of an elected school board, she was not a vocal opponent to this political, this particular plan, mm -hmm. criticizing the size of the board and arguing that the bill was rushed through the state legislature. Then it says bill opponents have also expressed concerns for the influence that campaign dollars could have on an individual board election race. Mm -hmm. Now, and then the teachers union, <clears throat> they said that, um, Governor J.B. Prickner's uh, signature today of HB 2908, the historical bill to create an elected representative school board for Chicago, caps a decade-long fight by parents, rank-and-file educators, and community activists to provide our school district the same democratic rights afforded to every other district in the state of Illinois, says the Chicago Teachers Union in a state. The mayor has insisted uh, instead, in, in express support for a permanent hybrid board with seats uh, with seats split between appointed and elected members. The proponents of the legislation have for years argued that they are being denied their democratic right to vote on the board's members, just as the residents across the rest of Illinois are allowed to do so. So that's that's where that's where we're at when um, in terms of what is going to happen to. CPS schools uh, come January 2024. Um, there's there well uh, there's a lot of uh, I didn't realize there were different perspectives on that. Like mm -hmm. I said on the surface, I thought it was great initially because mm -hmm. uh, you know I'm more parent focused, so I'm like yes, the parents will finally have a voice mm -hmm. again. Ideally. I repeat. Ideally, yes, mm -hmm. of who will represent their children, they, your voice, your children, your vote. That's a great thing. But to my surprise, this is, this is not such a great thing for some no, people. No, it's um, not a great thing for, I don't think, anybody. Yes. So before we get into why it's not so great, one thing that Chicago does have is LSC election, local school council. Okay. So. Even though we say all oh, the parents haven't had a voice, you know, uh, in terms of the, the, the school board, uh, the normal structure, if you will, of a school board. But they have always had a local school council. Mm -hmm. And that's been in existence since 1988 uh, under. Um, yeah, it's been about um, a generation. Yeah. So with uh, David. Uh, David. No, no, no not David. Harold. Harold Washington. Washington. Yeah. So 
The local school council, for those that may not know, are members are elected every two years by parents, community members, and school staff. Members serve two-year terms with the exception of student representatives who serve one-year terms. So students are even representatives, right? Uh, interested candidates, they encourage more to, to sign up and, and run. Mm -hmm. So parents, hey, I encourage and you. And community and members, right? Yes, run for local school council, right? And I've recently in our canvassing, have canvassing the community, you know, my ward in Devonport, we've met some local school council members, right? Mm -hmm. And so, of course, you know me, knowing us, we always ask them, what the heck with comprehensive sex ed? What are y'all doing? And I go, I, I digress, right? And so the, the, L, the LSC responsibilities is monitoring school improvement plan, uh, monitoring school budget and expenditures, and evaluating school principals annually, as well as selecting new contract principals and renewing the contracts of their current principals. And these are regular meetings. So parents do have an open door to have a voice mm -hmm. in their local school council. So they do have a voice. It's just not, it just hasn't been what we've all grown up to know about school boards. So they do have this local school council. And community members. And community members. But can't. the elections aren't the same. Like. Yeah. It's not like the Chicago Board of Elections. Yeah, election. it's not the same power. Yeah. I, you know, from right. this responsibility right. that I just read, they don't have the same power. Yeah. But however, mm -hmm. this is a voice, though. It's a voice. Yes, it's it's, a voice. this is it a is. voice, it and it's and mm -hmm. and I encourage more parents that are listening. If you live in Chicago, take more advantage of this yeah. because you have two years before you can get an elected school board. Yes. Mm -hmm. So please, I encourage you. There's a lot going on in in your in your children's school. There's a yeah. lot going on in CPS. So. Please get involved with your local school council. Yes. Please, please, please get and involved. Every school has one. So yes. enrollment, high school, yes. grade yes. schools, yeah. Yes. All of them. So why do we say before we get into the bad part of <laughs> or or a different perspective, Angela, of the yes. local yes. of the school board coming to the historical ship of Chicago? Mm -hmm. Why are we stressing get involved? First of all, the academic uh the academics in the schools are bad. So according to Wirepoint, an Illinois school report card, 11% of black students are reading at proficiency and 17% of Hispanic children are reading at grade level in the, in CPS schools. That That is a huge reason, parents. Those of you that have children in CPS, get involved in your local school council. Raise hell about why only 11 and 17% of your children are reading at grade level. And don't forget, they're giving themselves raises because they're yes. doing such a great job. Yeah. And hey, hey, we're not making this up. I don't do stats, okay? I'm just telling you what the experts are saying. Right. Well, and those those stats come from the school. It comes from itself. Illinois Report Card, according to the Illinois Report Card, based on what Angela just said, a hundred percent of CPS teachers in 2021 were evaluated as excellent or proficient mm -hmm. by an administrator or other evaluator trained in performance evaluation. Said what percent? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. percent. Now, let me go back and Perfect. repeat this. According to Illinois report card, only 11% of black students and 17% of Hispanic children in the entire school district could read at grade level. And the Illinois and report, report card, card took that from Chicago public schools. So it's yeah. not like some right. weird, you know, 
underground agency just made up stats. This exactly. is from the district. This is so from the district, right? Mm -hmm. And then it says that 98% in 2020, 91% in 2019, and 85 in 2018. So they have the worst outcomes. Families are fleeing CPS, but the teachers get great ratings. Mm -hmm. They're the highest income. Um, I don't know. Um, that's I don't know. Yeah. Parents, are you, hey, what do y'all think about that? Let me, I don't know. Let me know. Let somebody know. That's that. That's pretty not good. <laughs> um, so that's what I mean when I say get involved, right? Please get involved. Ask questions. Again, go to these local school council meetings. And demand some answers, right? Demand why these these test scores or these statistics are the way that they are. And then to add insult to injury, with these academics, you have the National Sexual Education Standards. You have CSE in the school and LGBT history in the school, which is law. The LGBT history is law, and the, and the law says that the children can't graduate eighth grade without without the knowledge thereof of that. So that's what I'm talking about when we're saying socially and sexually indoctrinating children. So as many of you already know, there's been a lot of buzz going on about comprehensive sex ed, right? All over the country, right? Mm -hmm. So this is not um, this is not new concerning CS CSE, right? Um, but this is what they're doing. And so I would imagine most know what comprehensive sex is. Comprehensive sex ed is by now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got the K through 12 standards where they're teaching children to identify the different kinds of family, define gender, gender identity. Uh, they're, oh God, some of this stuff I don't want to read. Um, and then third through fifth grade, uh, they're teaching them the role of hormones, how to masturbate, uh, hormone blockers. Um, they teach them the difference between cisgender, transgender, non-binary, sexual orientations. Sixth grade, sixth grade grade, defining oh vaginal, and oral, and anal sex, and then the different identities, whether you're bi, you're pansexual. What, what the hell is pansexual? Two spirits, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Gay and queer, right? And then they get into the mythology, teaching these children about the, the draw. And then, you know, they're giving condoms, they got tampons Withdrawal. in school. Oh, yeah, withdrawal. With oh, I, I thought you. I'm thinking like drug withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> <You mean? laughs> no, with, that withdrawing is a form of contraception. Okay, why? It's not funny. No, I just don't understand. But why? Don't. Yeah, we don't. I don't understand. And then you ninth through that with somebody else. This is key, right? Yeah. And then ninth through twelve, they're teaching them the difference between sex assigned at birth and and the, the, the unintended risk factors. You know. And and defining reproductive justice, and you know that's abortion, you know. So the, the that's a very very quick synopsis of what the national sex education standards are. And again, this is being pushed, and there are eleven and twelve percent reading at grade level. So this is why I cannot, most cannot stress enough. Please get involved with what is happening to your babies in public school please 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 so now as we as we go into the, the historical thing we're going to have to have part two about this right because there's so much information uh chicago is a wealth of knowledge <laughs> just a wealth of information right about what what's happening um the school board you know we were at a meeting yesterday um very good meeting smart Devin over here yeah that's my joke for Devin. uh 
we went to a safety tea act and Devin was a speaker. Um, it was um it was at it was a panel discussion on a bunch of on a bunch of different things. So yeah. Yeah. A number of things. Yeah. But not to get into too much of that, we talked to some some people there and we had some very, very insightful conversations with the other side, right? Yeah. The other side of the political spectrum. Also, we talked to some Democrats. Let's just mm-hmm. well, people that 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 you know vote Democrat. You know, that's their political affiliation. And uh, we had a great time with them, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and they they gave us a, a different perspective. Uh, you know, we brought up the education. You know, this was after the panel discussion. This was not on the. Um, and to my surprise, because again, I've been under the assumption that that the school board thing that was coming down the pipeline for Chicago was a great thing. And I'm not saying it won't be great, but this is a different perspective that they brought. That we know this that the CTU is a political machine. Yes, we know. I know that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I didn't really think that far in that this will be something that will be corrupt. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was just so board of election. The, this yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, hey, I'm just so very, very, You know, I'm just like yes, yes, Chicago Bears. And then these people are like, uh, slow down, sister. Boom, this is going to be corruption to the core. Right. And I'm like, and I, I was like, what do you mean? What are you talking about, right? Yes. And so bringing that back into my peripheral view and understanding, it's like I almost forgot that they, they are <laughs> a very. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of. So obviously, I'm a. I'm a committeeman, a Republican committeeman. Um, so in, in these conversations with, with the, the party and, and them thinking that these are going to be fair elections, I knew that the Chicago Teachers Union and other unions are going to pull their money for candidates that they want. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, wealthy people, uh, interest groups, like any election, yeah. all of the money is going to flow to who they want in wow. there to do their job. And again, you're talking about you read um, what the te- what the uh, the board of well what the board of uh, education is going to do or what they have the power to do. One of which is to raise taxes to levy taxes. So you're talking about billions of dollars. Why would the the teachers union allow you people to make that decision on what the future of property taxes will look like? That's so much money that they have. You know. That's why these elections are so important. Even for these small school districts, there's money on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they don't care about these kids. In real yeah. life, they, 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 I mean, we can yeah. pretend like like politics is about older people and policy. Mm-hmm. There's a huge pot of money in it's your home equity value. It's the amount that you buy, because we can sales tax that. It's your vehicle, because we can put a stamp on that to tax that. It's your what else do we what else what you know name something mm-hmm. and it's being taxed and yeah. at this point it's the water you drink mm-hmm. so these interest groups and the Chicago Teachers Union is an interest group um, yes it's a labor union but it's more importantly it's an interest group that doesn't care about citizens because a labor union will never care about citizens it has its people and their interest at heart so yeah of course and they're they're multi-hundred million dollar corporation yeah and they want their institution and that yeah. tax money yeah so, so that's not 
not encouraging. I mean, it's no. like it's like you're saying <laughs> it's just going to be correct, corrupt, corrupt politics as usual. Nothing to see here. Let's keep it moving. I mean, yeah. but it got to be something that people can rise up and yeah. do to, you know, the, they can't. Okay. I'm not saying that it, I'm just saying, of course, they're gonna. So now that I'm like, wow, that was just an awakening yesterday. So I just, I just didn't, I just didn't think that. I mean, I I was so innocent in my thoughts, just so excited about the school board. But now that I'm, I'm privy to this, it's like, come on, come back to reality, Tasha. Okay. So yet I still have hope that because of the voting power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parents are still going to have a stake in this. Yes. Thing, right. Yes. You know, we know that the CTU is going to run candidates, spend hundreds and hundreds and millions of dollars mm-hmm. to get the candidates they want. Mm-hmm. So even more so, I'm saying right now, Chicago parents, we stand up and we rise it up and we're fighting against this crap right, right. now. Because yeah. now we know what's going to happen yeah, exactly. in 2024. Yes. They're going to run their candidates. And yes. they're gonna dump mm-hmm. millions behind these people yes. to try to shut down the little people. Yes. The, those of us that actually will care about what's happening to these yes. kids, mm-hmm. care about what's happening to the community. So we gotta start fighting now. We gotta mount up now, yes. get ready, get prepared now. To, mm-hmm. I was about to say fight these things. That just well, so well. Amen. So amen. So you know, I, I like how uh Illinois policy put it, right? Because uh, they're they're developing a new documentary called Local One, right? And so, as we just stated, they believe, and I agree, most believe, right, that the CTU is a dangerous threat to the liberty in Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, they're creating a new documentary called Local One: The Rise of America's Most Powerful Teachers Union. And it says that this puts CTU under the microscope. It tells the real story of the CTU and proves that this massive political operation is not an ally of parents, teachers, or taxpayers. So those of you that are not following Illinois policy, I encourage you to follow this, you know, and support this, this documentary. I'm looking forward to it coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they're just going to expose some things and kind of, uh, I would imagine, based on, on what I've, I've read uh, from what the document documentary will be about, just really expose some things. And so, um, that's you know we're gonna have more discussion on this um concerning that um but, but that's what we are chicago uh that's what we are illinois so um i you I, know i would just say i think that what not just parents mm-hmm. but community because one of the things that uh you know people pay who don't have children are on the hook for these children yes, yes. absolutely right yeah so so mm-hmm. everybody is paying taxes into mm-hmm. this system. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody is affected by these children. Yes. I, I went to CPS for a, li- a very mm-hmm. short period of time. My mother had this yeah. sense to, hey, I don't care. <laughs> if, we, if we just yeah. eating bread and water, you are out of there. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, and so that's unfortunate because she had to work three jobs to put mm-hmm. me through private mm-hmm. schooling. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it was the best decision. I think I turned out a okay. Um, no, you didn't. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and and so they, uh, we just gotta don't vote for CTU candidates. That's yeah. the yeah. easiest thing. Yes. Like, yes. like yeah. it, that, that's where yeah. we are. Yeah. Just do not vote for CTU candidates. That's a very good. You point. know, yeah. I told y'all this was um, smart, Kevin. See, mm-hmm. see. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 so okay, very good. That's a, a very good direction. So, parents, listen to me in Chicago. Starting 
I would imagine starting 2023. I'm gonna start... hide this dog. I'm sorry, okay. the dog is on so, the side. Yeah. <laughs> We're live. Our little coochie is just running around. Look, he, he don't want it either. Yeah, Look, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm coming yeah. back. I'm coming T back. Devin gave a good direction to that. So we know starting 2024, mm -hmm. uh, the city of Chicago will be responsible, if you will, for voting for 10 candidates. The mayor will still be appointed 11. Mm -hmm. Chicago, listen to me good. Who am I? Nope. But listen to me good. Devin gave a very good direction. Don't vote for CTU candidates. Yes. Okay? So we're going to rise up right now. We're going to be fighting. We're going to be, and when I say fighting, I'm bringing more awareness to this. In you dating you, because why things are so bad, faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. You've been hearing a certain message. Over and over and over. So we're going to inundate you with don't vote for CTU candidates. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're pushing progressive ideology on your children, on your family, on your community. They don't care nothing about the teachers that are in the school. Let's know the parents that are in the school. They don't care about these kids having a quality education, right? They just want to push their ideology. So right now, get it in your mind. Get it in your heart. Get it in your spirit. Tell your neighbor we are not going to be voting for CTU candidates because it's going to be fueled by money laundering and corruption, millions of dollars. And then the average mom or dad, a community leader, or your neighbor that actually cares wouldn't have a chance in hell to run and mm -hmm. really represent you and your yes, kids yes. and really represent the interests of your children. Guess what? We actually want these kids to succeed in life. Yes. We actually want them to be literate. Yeah. We want to take this dog on eleven percent and make it a hundred percent. This is crazy. Yeah. And and I, I I'm gonna just piggyback off of that. Any candidate that is not accessible, because see, a grassroots candidate is gonna be very accessible because they don't have the money to exactly. reach yes. everything. They have yeah. other things. So a candidate that's not willing to to be very accessible. I'm not saying you gotta have a cell phone. Uh, number, yeah, yeah. but hey, if they give it to you, yeah. I'm gonna go with them before I go with somebody who won't yeah. give me a cell phone number. Because now I know if I call you at 10 o'clock, you might be mad, but I got you, I got yeah. your ear. You know, the other thing is when we're talking about unions, uh, what is the purpose of a union? It's only to advocate for the members of mm. the union. Yes. I was a union steward, right? So I wasn't, I, you know, this was when I was early in college and I worked at Jewel. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there for you, the customer. I was there to make sure that my members in that store were not abused by the store, mm -hmm. that whatever the contract said, that it was. So I didn't care about the customers. I didn't care about management. I only cared about the people that were member and, and going up the chain. That's their goal. Yes. The yes. union wants a raise because they take a portion of that money. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the members get a raise, the union gets a raise because mm -hmm. they're going to take a, a, their, their amount of money goes up. So I'm not knocking that. Well, I do knock the Chicago teacher union because yeah. they're just terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. just, yeah. but a union in, in essence is not a bad thing. I'm not coming against unions, yeah. but I'm saying we. This union. Uh, yes. This yeah, union this is one, corrupt. Yes. Yeah. So but, let's make that clear. We're not coming against unions, yeah. no. but the, the Chicago Teachers Union right. is a political corrupt machine. Yes. That all yes. they push is progressive yes. ideology and, yes. and partisanship. Yes. And most of us that live here in Chicago, we know that, right? Yes. No shock, no surprise there. 
And and so so that that's where I want we the people to rise up and start saying maybe don't support any candidate. I mean, if if, if you can't do the research, just don't support any candidate that's backed by any big old something. Yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah, that's if that's it's good. a it look through that list and yeah. man, I see this candidate don't have no money. They're not, <laughs> you know. Right. That may that, be the best candidate. That might be the best candidate. And, and yeah. the other thing is, um, when you turn in petitions, I shouldn't tell people this because we've turned in petitions, mm-hmm. right? Your address is on the petition. Go send a note to that person's house and ask them to write you back and say, what do you stand for? Yeah. And that's another thing that you that's could good. do yeah. to kind of mm-hmm. knock some of this, knock the wind out of this because a grassroots candidate is going to write you back. Yeah, they're gonna see. Yeah, look they, at, they might show yeah. up to your house. Yeah, an establishment candidate. They're gonna say, "I don't need that one vote." Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, so you want mm-hmm. you want a candidate that believes everybody matters. Yes, mm-hmm. every vote matters. Every contact matters. And again, somebody that's accessible to you and your family. Exactly. So, so Melissa just gave her number. Melissa, say, those of you that are in Peoria County, now Melissa. We we all over the world. But we all right now, Melissa. Okay, here we go. You sure, Melissa? Okay, Melissa. She's accessible in Peoria County. She can be reached at area code 309-922-3909. Melissa is willing and able and ready to help the parents in Peoria County in Bramfield School District. Yes. Right. And she says, regardless of the industry, unions have their place. Corruption has no place. Yes. Exactly. So you want a candidate that is grassroots, they care, right? And we're not saying people that then ran several times don't care. We're not saying that. Right. But we're in such a politically corrupt climate right now, right? Mm-hmm. And so we just got to be more aware of where we are in terms of candidates. And so, again, we don't want candidates that's going to push progressive ideology that destroy our children which in turn destroy our families. And we don't want partisanship. We want people that have what's in the best interest of our children and the teachers, right? You know, because we know there are some good teachers that mean well, they have great hearts that love these children. And so we want to support that, right? So we want to get the social and sexual indoctrinations out of our school. If you're going to keep your kids there, hey, most of you that know Latasha, I say take them out. I say take them mm-hmm. out. Take them I, out. I say take them out. But however, if you're going to keep them there, you better fight like hell for them. Absolutely. Now, that's what I'm going to tell you. If you're going to keep them in these indoctrinated cesspools, you better fight to get that crap out of there. You better fight with everything mm-hmm. in you. You better sacrifice whatever the heck you need to sacrifice and get your children to safety. Yes. If you're going to mm-hmm. keep them in there. Because I believe it's inevitable. It's going to come a time where you're just going to have to get them out. Because see, this thing is all about money. Right? This thing is all about money. The love of money. The Bible said that the love of money is the root of all evil. And money answers all things. So it ain't that the money wicked. The love of it. Yes. So if you feel like you want to keep them in there, go ahead. That's fine. But again, I repeat, you better fight to the Death of you to protect your children. Yes. Nothing should mean more than you than your children. Not just the academics. Not that. Look, that's not the essence of who they are. You want to protect their innocence, their mind, their soul, their heart, their character, their intelligence, who they are. Yeah. You don't want other people standing before your children, corrupting them. There's enough stuff going on in the world, especially in the age of technology and, and, and internet. We have enough to protect our children from. 
So I, 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 I beseech you, please protect your children. Protect it, your children. Again, in CPS, I'm going to just, I'm going to go with yes. just black kids right now. 89% cannot read and write and do science and math at, and math yeah. at grade level. Yeah. But we're going to teach anal and oral. We're going to teach masturbation. We're going to teach all this other yeah. stuff. We're going to have a Black Lives Matters thing. Uh, you know, instead of teaching black history, right? That's not mandatory. LGBTQ is, yeah. you know, uh, we, we just, we, we just have no, I'm going to be honest, you know, I'm sure this, maybe this is, is the way or isn't the way that, that we were going with this, but specifically, I'm going to say, this is Devin Jones. This isn't Latasha Fields. This ain't Angela Harris. Devin Jones is telling you, if you have a black child in Chicago public school system, please pull that child out. Mm. First and foremost, pull wow. that child out. I'm saying it. We don't have any place. We, we have been dancing around these issues yeah. as a community. Equity here and equity there and everything is equity. If we got to keep saying equity, then we don't need to be there. Yeah. That's just it. Because yeah. it's equity right in my house. Yeah. I don't have to go outside and find equity. I got all the equity. It is just spilling out of the bathtubs and the sinks at my house. Yeah. You know, this. you got a whole black family. It's equity all up in this room yeah. right now. So if we have to fight for something from the government and we have people that look like us in that institution and it's still not working, then it's not going to come. So I can't trust CTU as a taxpayer. I can't trust the teachers union, Chicago public schools, the fire department, the police department, the this department, the water department. I'm gonna drink the water, but I don't trust it. Mm. I just gotta drink it. Yes, yes. So if I have to keep asking for equity and it's never coming, then you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over. You're the parent, teach your kids. All the kids that y'all have are not my responsibility ever. I take on whatever I need to do. I want to take on, but it's parents who are responsible for their children. My tax money is not to go to anybody else's kids. It doesn't have to. You know, that's just a blessing, right? So at the end of the day, since we keep fighting for equity and we never get it, but equity manages to make its way in as masturbation, anal, and oral, equity makes its way in as everybody else's history instead of ours. We just pull our kids out. Y'all can have all the equity you want in Chicago public school system. We just want all the inclusion you want, right? Mm -hmm. Because obviously the inclusion and the equity that you fight so hard for has nothing to do with the values you have. Yes. It has and nothing to do with these kids. Right? Hispanic people, white people, Asian people pull well, your yeah, kids out too. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Pull them out. Uh, everybody you pull your kids, kids out. out. If you, but if you really want to hit yeah. them where they hurt, yeah, it's the money, right? Yes. You got to do a mass exodus, yes. right? Yes. That's really the only solution. Mm-hmm. However, I repeat, if you're going to keep them there, you better fight for them, right? Yeah. You better fight for them. So there's so much more that could be said. I, um, I thank God for all of you that have tuned in. Uh, to, to listen with us and commenting and things like that, you know, feel free. If there's any other comments, anything you want to share, we are accessible, right? We can be reached on all social media. So again, thank you for listening to be, be louder. But before we go again, show some love, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we will, we are, we're connected to Apple and Spotify as well. So make sure you subscribe so you can follow us there. Um, you have a, is there a name for this? Yes. Yeah, so everything is Latasha H. Fields. 
right right now. Well, no, it, Apple and Spotify, you can type in Be Louder. Yeah, Be Louder from the bottom up for Apple and Spotify, but the social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, etc., is Latasha H. Fields. Uh, so tune in next week, right? As God give us the grace, we're going to bring you hot topics every week. Keep this conversation going about how faith, culture, and politics shape the mobility of our lives. Again, love you. Thank you. And we'll be talking to you guys next week. Do you have any final words? We do this. You know, follow me on social media, which the, all of our stuff is going to be uh, stream there. Yeah, so on Twitter, yes. I'm at Devio, uh, D-E-V-I-O. Um, it'll be on all the Southside GOP stuff, which is Southside GOP, literally on all social media. Um, and then I don't know if y'all want to become politically engaged. Uh, my cell phone number uh, is 773-234-5506. 773-234-5506. Do not show up at my house. Um, <laughs> I know I said that. I said send a note, though. So so just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, because, you know, yeah. I exercise all that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we are Second Amendment people. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Um, but, yes, again, uh, follow us on all the, the social media. We are very accessible. Yes. Uh, uh, my website is teamil.org. Mm -hmm. My contact number is there, 872-216-9550. Feel free to call, text. Uh, again, leave us messages on all social media platforms. We are very responsive. We yep. respond to everybody because I care about what everybody thinks. Um, and when I mean care, I mean I love everybody. I don't care like you're saying it's crazy, <laughs> right? Um, but I uh, want the truth in love. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but we are accessible. So again, mm -hmm. follow us on our YouTube channel as well, uh, and that's the Latasha H Fields um, and the Apple and Spot, uh, Spotify podcast. Again, this has been a great show. Yes. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for mm -hmm. listening. And again, stay tuned next week where we're going to keep these conversations going about how faith culture and politics shape the mobility of our lives. Good night.